Hello everyone and welcome again to another No Give Required podcast with me ours, the two brothers, Jay Zabalas. How are you, Jay? Oh, I'm super happy today. We got a we got a real special guest today. Yes, and Mike, <laughs> Mike here. Mikey without Mike is is no podcast at all, sir. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny because um we know our guest for I don't know, twenty plus years maybe. And I can see a lot of change on him physically and also in a good way mentally because of jiu-jitsu oh, for sure one of our head instructors here in the headquarter been around jiu-jitsu for i don't know very long time mark armstrong how are you sir very good sir happy to be here thank you for being here and uh, i think the the last name fits perfectly if you train jiu-jitsu him he would actually shows you what the Armstrong means <laughs> in a very good way. Poor Mark is, uh, I kind of trying to remember, but uh, I want to go back and just, do you remember when actually you start your jiu-jitsu journey and, and why jiu-jitsu, what did you hear and suddenly end up in our school for, I don't know, the past 20 something years? How was that beginning for you? Yeah, I used to take a, a martial art, it was called Chikai. It was a stand-up martial art, which uh, included weapons and boxing and kicking. We did a, some form of grappling, but it was like fish hooks and poking in the eye. And, and, and which year are we talking about? Oh 90s? Yeah, that was in the 90s. Yeah, it was probably 90. Yeah. Was the time when I was a teenager? But yeah, continue, please. <laughs> and and I would go every day. I was I'm always wanting to train, as you see. I'm always here training. And uh, at lunchtime, I would be in there training, and I heard a window. Someone tapped on the window, and I looked over, and this guy's telling me to come over. So I unlocked the door, and he asked me if, if he wanted to train. It's like, yeah, come on in, let's do it. And uh, he came in, and. Uh, we started to go at it, and he took me down, armbarred me. Ooh, that was. I was like, ah, oh, that's the, he got lucky. What a Everybody's <laughs> got to do it twice, right? And then I, I stood up. I said, let's go again. I took a swing at him. Boom! Did the same thing. Took me down. I think the next time he choked me from the rear, and I was like, man, I got to know what this is. This is. I've been training all all these years, stand up, and I can't do anything to this guy. It it, it frightened me, so. The next day I looked in the phone book and I... Man, I don't know, maybe a portion of our audience has no idea what phone book is. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's how old, yeah. how far back it was. You remember, God, the younger ones, the phone book was how we can find address. And then a Thomas guide. <laughs> yes. You need the Thomas guide I mean, after the phone book. Cell phone wasn't something even in our dreams yet. Yeah, I, I, I looked in there and it was one line. It said RCJ Machado in small, tiny print. So I was like, man, I got to check this out. And the only thing I do remember is I remember give, you giving me my white belt and my black belt, but all the other belts I don't remember. That, that means you were in, really focused into the development of jiu-jitsu. And through the beginning with you, what was like... Um, because if I'm not wrong, I remember you were a little bit heavier than that you were. What was that impact that you felt right away besides the fighting aspect of jiu-jitsu in your life? What that jiu-jitsu slowly start integrate in your everyday life? How was that for you and your experience from the beginning, from the middle of time until today's time? What is that 
jiu-jitsu got into your blood that you're able to do jiu-jitsu in academy, outside academy. How was that for you? Because I, I want people to witness that from people that actually learn from, from the ground up and become an instructor in our school, which is not something easy. Like a lot of people don't know, to teach here is not something <laughs> that everyone come by and teach. It's, it takes a lot of years and experience. How was that for you? How was the beginning, the transition to understand and today be able to teach so well so many people? Yeah, I gotta be honest, when I, when I first started, the last thing I wanted to do was teach. I didn't want to teach, I just wanted to train and learn. I didn't really talk to anybody. I kind of stayed in the corner by myself. I remember sitting with Professor <laughs> That's Jay. That's how we met. And I was the other guy in the, in the corner. corner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to teach either. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, you're not talking to anybody. Can I hang out here with you? <laughs> and we wouldn't talk to each other. We'd just sit there. Yeah, we just got like a, a train. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's train. But uh, it was, it was, uh, it took a lot of, a lot of time for me to, to break that shell. And uh, at the time, I, I, I didn't, you don't realize how big you get sometimes, how heavy you get. And uh, I think I was around 230, 240 at that time. And oh, man. <laughs> I should have known. I was all, all I was doing was wearing sweats. Nothing fit me. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, training, being that big and, you know, I was, I would say out of shape. Um, it forced me to, to change. Either I was going to change or... I couldn't do jujitsu and I wanted jujitsu more. So by then I just started eating better, stopped drinking. I yeah. was drinking a lot of beer at the time. And uh, now I only drink a beer a week. So that's my reward at the end of the week <laughs> to have a beer. But uh, yeah, it helped me stay in shape, eat better, focus on my nutrition. And, uh, and, and the training, just automatically, the more you train, it's just going to happen. It just, it takes over. But it's funny because I remember when Jean-Jacques, I mean, we all, you and I both share kind of similar stories, but I remember Jean-Jacques coming in one night after you got your black belt and he's like, yeah, I, I saw Mark in the parking lot. I said, Mark, you're going to, I want you to teach tonight. You know, I think you need to get out there and kind of stretch, stretch your, your limits a little bit. You turned around, grabbed your keys, got in your car, and drove home. <laughs> you didn't want to teach. I did that more than <laughs> once. And, and I think it's a lot of people don't realize, but um, Jiu-Jitsu kind of brings the best of us in, uh, as a human. And this is, you are one of the guys here that I was able to see. Because even though, and I'm, I'm not talking about the age, but I'm talking about people that engage on the Jiu-Jitsu life and I'm older in jiu-jitsu of most of you guys, all of you guys, but I see like a, a little baby and making the first steps into the arts. And it's incredible to me is, I always believe in anyone, anyone that walk into our school, but it's something that is also an uncertainty. And a lot of the students, and I have to say you are one of the guys that had kind of a challenge time talking in front of everybody. And I, yeah, and I noticed and asked you to come one day. I know you were a purple belt, come to share the instructions with me. And you just uh, got to get something in my car. And you actually left. It's like, oh. <laughs> and even in one of the videos that uh, we did a documentary many years ago, you are one of the students that were interviewed. And uh, we could tell it was pretty challenging for you to speak in camera. But I think for me to see that transformation from 
a beginner student, to intermediate student, to advanced student, now instructor. How is that for you after all of this, feeling so, believe so much in yourself because to do what we do here, we have to believe in yourself, to be able to teach other people, how that brings to you. Now I'm an instructor in art that I learned for my past 20 years. How's that feel for you? Because you have now a lot of students too. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling to be able to teach and, and be an instructor under you, of course. And to be able to get out there and share and, and, and lead by example is, is it's, it's hard to express how, how much, how good I feel. And not only that, but being able to teach in front of a class, it's helped me in my business as well, because there was a lot of times that I wouldn't show up for a meeting because I had to do a presentation. I lost the sale. So I would say, I'm not going in there to, to do that. But now I have no problem. I'll go in a room with 40, 50 people and, 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 make, and, and talk and I can do it. And uh, before there was no way, the anxiety was so high. I would be sweating in my car, dripping sweat. I mean, I was still sweating, but not like I used to. It was. <laughs> no, but I, I remember when we had the, the kids program and uh, I was running it with my brother and you were always, I mean, to this day, you're always here. And uh, I had asked you once, and I'm like, why don't you come out and help us? And you kind of just shot it down. You're like, no, I'm, I'm good. And I remember asking, I'm like, well, you know, you're a father. So working with kids shouldn't be that much of a, a stretch. And you're like, I already did that. I already raised my child. I don't, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, I can, I can, I can appreciate that and never asked you again. And then life took you in a different direction. You left for a while, went to Austin, helped open the Austin Academy and that you were immersed, man, you're a full-time teacher. And then I remember when you came back, it was ironically right around the same time we had to close Malibu. So, you know, I'm like, I was tired and I remember there's a bunch of kids on the floor and you walked in and I'm like, before I could ask you, you're like, Hey, you need help. And I'm thinking, all right, you can help. You know, I wasn't quite sure where I was going to go with it, man. And you took it and you ran with it. And I just watched you work the floor and the kids just fell in love with you right away. And I'm like, it was pretty amazing watching that transformation because I didn't get to witness it. You were gone for three years, came back and like a completely different person. That was uh, that was a, a, a fun experience going out to Austin to and, and learning what I can do. I never wanted to teach kids, and I was kind of just thrown into it. And uh, and and I actually love it. I mean, teaching the kids has been a, such a reward for me to watch them grow and, and get out there, compete, and uh, do everything that I, I I couldn't do. And uh, and and they respond very well. It's it's a it's a blessing watching them watching them grow and seeing their families and just bonding with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was your thought when you got invited? And if you remember the first seminar, you went on your own and you taught the whole seminar. How was that for you on the flight? Like, what am I doing here? I'm going from another country, another city, another state. <laughs> to actually teach jiu-jitsu. How was that on your first seminar? Because I think we all remember our first one. How was that for you? It was like, Man, I had butterflies and <laughs> I was sweating. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not. I, I was asking myself, what am I doing?
But then once I got there and, and I got on the floor and started teaching, it was just like teaching at, at headquarters. It's everybody re responded very well. And, you know, they almost treat you like a king. You know, you come out there and they're looking up to you and asking you questions. And man, it was a great experience. And, and I don't look back now. I, I, I love it. I love going out and sharing and, and being part of a part of the team. Did you also write in the paper the techniques are going to show or write no. on your phones? Like, oh, I don't know, the first seminar, because I, I had did. that experience myself. Me too. When I went for my first seminar here, first English wasn't <laughs> very good at the time, and I have to write, okay, I'm going to show this and that, and it was a funny experience for me, but Jay had also a similar story. Uh, what wrote I'm going to teach. I wrote it all down, <laughs> all of it. Four hours on the airplane, I wrote it all down, then threw it away. Once I got rolling, same thing. It just kind of starts to flow. I, I learned from you, John Jack. I watch you come into the school. You have yeah. people start training a little bit, and you go from there. And that's, that's kind of how I did it. And is there any <laughs> good stories along the way that uh, to the jiu-jitsu community or jiu-jitsu world <laughs> that you've been part of or you witness? If you remember any that you can share with us. <laughs> I have them, but I'm not going to say oh, You bring it up, Jay. No, 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 no. no. You you I'm bring going it. blank right I now. Too, I have too, too many to count. It, it just that one, Jay. Just throw it at him. Okay, <laughs> one, one. But it's not really like a, like a, like a jujitsu, jujitsu, but it's along kind of what we're talking about. I remember uh, Professor Eric Acha up in Redwood City invited Mark and I to go up there and, and do a seminar together. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. You know, the two of us. So First time you guys. First time, yeah. Together on the floor. So I think he had only been back from Austin just a little while. And I remember when you came back, there was a little bit of, um, I don't know how to explain it. Three and a half years, a lot had changed. I, you were teaching here. Yeah, Mark, I was teaching I, I here. I think Mike wasn't sure His how place. the school will. Yeah, how you're. I don't how know. You, Do they still like me? Is the how same? You, yeah, how, you, yeah, how he was going to fit in did here. Did you and Jack like me still? I don't know. I laughed <laughs> and a little up in the air. So we, you know, <laughs> once once that was fleshed out and he realized, like, you have a place here and this is your home and this is where you teach. And then, uh, you know, then this opportunity happened and we had to get up really early in the morning. I'll never forget this. We, we flew in, we landed, uh, we were at the airport and you can see the harbor from where the all the cars pull up to pick you up. And the sun was just coming up. It was a beautiful morning. And I was on my phone wondering where Eric was. Mark walks up behind me, and if you know Mark, he's got like a soft side, but then there's a reason why we call him the shark, because he's a little rough sometimes. So I'm standing there, and he walks up behind me, and he's like, you know, Jay, man, I'm just so happy. And I'm like, oh, cool, man. Just working. Have a great day. And he goes, no, I, I mean it. Like, I'm just so grateful, you know? Like, look what we get to do, and we're going up here, and we're going to teach, and I'm just so grateful for these opportunities that are, it was like a pro, he was having a very profound moment. And I think that was a soft side. Yeah, and, and never I mean, saw coming, right? No, no. So I, I'm like on my phone and I stop and I'm like, wow, like to have that, that gratitude. That's, we all want that in life. You like, you always want to appreciate the things that you have. It, you, it adds more value. So before I could respond, then like, where the hell is Eric? <laughs> like he just switched. And I'm like, Mark, man, you, you almost had me, almost had me. And then Eric rolled up. But 
that was one of my stories. I like, I always remind him of that. Like, remember Mark balance <laughs> and, and where that, uh, Mark the shark came from. What was that? I remember that. I, I think it was, I was training with, with super J and, uh, I think he was trying to choke me like a bow and arrow choke. It was a bow and arrow. It was a bow and arrow. And I reached down with my teeth and oh, I started grinding on the biting the, the gi. And he goes, Oh man, you're like a shark. I was and, trying to choke him. Yeah, it, it looked it looked like he was trying to chew on the fabric. He wasn't, but I'm pulling and he won't tap. Are you sure I, he wasn't? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I look and I just saw his mouth, and I'm like, "Mark the shark." I'm, that's it. You're the shark now, and that's kind of where that all stemmed that's, from. And that's why I wear a mouthpiece now, so I don't this way, right? I don't this bite way. no one. You, you don't hurt no one. <laughs> <laughs> and. How, how is that for you in a way that sometimes when you come to teaching, because I know a lot of the instructors, sometimes we have, uh, we plan our classes from the beginning of the week. Sometimes we look to the group and feel the needs that the group needs. Uh, I think like sometimes I observe the group training, see a lot of people having issues escaping from certain situations or passing the guard or, and I base the class kind of a, in a smaller number of the group, but everybody shares because it's always important for you to learn. And if you don't use it, at least you become aware of. How's that for you when you come? Because I, I kind of almost can read you guys when you guys before teaching, but how's that when you come on your own here and teach the group class, which technique sometimes you decide to teach? What is, how's that light comes at you? Because I would tell you, many times I come here, I have no idea and suddenly, okay, let me do this. Then how's that happening for you? That's, it's the same, same thing. I, 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 I listened to you in the past and how you come in and you look at the ranks that are on the floor, the people that are on the floor. And because we're here so much, we know everybody's game and we train with them and watch them. So I pick something based off of maybe somebody I was training with the other day that couldn't escape an arm bar or, or is having a hard time with a triangle or a sweep. And I teach that to them, but the whole class benefits from it as well. And uh, who's the more technical guy in our school? <laughs> Super J. <laughs> I I, no, no, only, only, only if there's donuts on the line. Yeah, that's right. I did. I, I challenged them one time. I said, if you could choke me, Jay, I'll get you a box of donuts. Next thing you know, I'm tapping. <laughs> and I, I think the, the last seminar at... Um, Eric Archer School, I think was my first one that we all three came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to me, Mark, something very profound because it was the first one that I had both of you guys with me. And uh, and that's funny, I didn't say that to you guys on the flight, but it was like a, a flashback on our way out and we took that picture of us through walking. And I remember you guys are as beginners and I, who knew from the beginning of your jiu-jitsu you guys would become such an incredible instructors and be able to spread jiu-jitsu the way you guys do that affect in a very positive way every single person that goes to the classes that you guys teach. How, I know you don't like much to talk about yourself, Mark, but uh, sorry, man, you're here and uh, we're gonna have to ask you and How's the everyday Mark outside the school? How, who's this person? I know it's, you've been, I guess you've been in the same business 
on that company for, I guess, since I met you. It's been for, yeah. I don't know, About forever. 30 years, maybe plus. How is that? How's Mark outside the school? Yeah, well, uh, one thing that I like to do, I mean, my career is printing and graphics. So I, I, I do that usually in the morning. And it's great that we can work with phones and computers because we could pretty much be anywhere. But uh, that's that's pretty much what I do throughout the day. I, I uh, get printing projects done for, for companies that, that I've been working with forever. And it was pretty, pretty cool because when I left uh, to go to Texas, I kind of gave all that up. I gave all my clients, I gave everything up because I was going there just to teach jujitsu. And uh, luckily I, I kept a couple of the clients on Facebook and they found out I was coming back and right away they found out, they said, we want to hire you back. And it was before I even came back, I had my old job back. It was like I never left. It was, it was pretty impressive actually. Yeah. And to have the school open their arms to me. And how, how was Mark growing up? How was that? I was, you have siblings? I was a troublemaker. You have a siblings in your family, brothers, sisters? I have two sisters, but they came later in life. Oh, man. Yeah, I grew up pretty much. Uh, you, you were kind of a troublemaker? Yeah, I was a troublemaker, fighting. But uh, I, I, I've done martial arts most of my life. So it's, there was one time uh, I was taking, it was called the, uh, the five animal system. It's kung fu, like dragon, crane. Tiger I mean, we're, and we're, monkey. We're Shark? talking about what the seventies? <laughs> no, the seventies, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, no, in the eighties. Don't, don't go below that. Okay, eighties. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was a Buddhist monk uh, temple, and all you had to do was work. If you worked there for half the day, they would teach you martial arts the rest of the day. Right. And I didn't have a car or anything, so it was about ten miles. So I'd jog half the way, walk half the way, work all day train and then come back to the house that was my routine and uh it was it was pretty interesting fun times what is your i, I can guess some but what's your favorite technique in jiu-jitsu and why i know you have some very strong movements that you do and and why first which one is well, some of your favorite ones my, my favorite of course is the triangle i love the triangle and and It just, it comes easy to me. I, I don't know. It, it's, I see it. I, I feel it. I feel when I can get it. And, and I have strong legs, which it's hard for people to get out of, except for you. No, no, so. I, I, I don't get in. That's right. <laughs> I don't get in. I don't, I don't need to get out. I don't get in. <laughs> But that triangle is my favorite. And, and I know all the angles and, and I'm constantly learning. I'm still learning. It's not like I have it down. But uh, that, that's my go-to. And uh, when you're teaching some of your students, uh, do you do you kind of? I know you have several students in different levels. What what like? Uh, how can I ask that to you for you to understand? In in the white belts, and I noticed that I think we we all have a similar way of teaching because I, I know you guys kind of saw me. We kind of. Uh, not only show the drills and the technique, but we are constantly sparring with the students. How, how difficult it is that sometimes you let the student come after you for them to learn? When do you feel the time, okay, now I gotta go after him for him to defend better? How's that work for you as a teacher? Because I know some of the guys that we teach, I know they come after us like 
they want to eat as a life that's and we true. just survive. How kind of for you, I don't know if that's a very technical question, Mark. I hope you, you understand is when it's kind of you feel, okay, this class I'm going to go this way, the next class I'm going to go that way. Because you have several students from different rankings, different size. <laughs> They're not easy task for you. That's true. How, how kind of how you manage that for yourself as a teacher? You see the difference in, in each one. How's that work for you? Well, a lot of times I, I, I let the student practice on me. I mean, that's what we, we're as instructors, that's what we do. And as they're practicing and, and coming after me, usually I, let, I give them the finish. I, I let them finish. And uh, after a few times of them finish me, I got to let them know who's boss. <laughs> so that's, that's usually how I, how I do it. You guys know why the shark, right? Mark the shark. <laughs> but, you know, it's all about, you know, so much different now than it was when, when Professor Jay and I came up that, you know, it wasn't a lot of help back then. It was just getting Man, I, beat down. I, I, I like that Professor Jay. I know, I know. Doesn't, it feels strange somehow. It doesn't come out like in every day, but. It's so good. Well, you should see when we're in the coffee shop and he walks in and he forgets that these are all strangers. He's like, Super J! And everybody turns and looks at me. I'm like... But now, but now teaching, it's it's so different. And we're able to give back more and, and, and help the students more. I remember not many people showing me anything, just beating the hell out of me the whole time. But I loved it. I liked it. I kept coming back. and uh, But it's, it's evolved. We didn't have... YouTube, we didn't have, no, we didn't even have phones. I, I as far as no. I remember, but we didn't, we also didn't have a, the, a proper, um, psychology for teaching. That's something that you and I, that's for our listeners. It's something that Mark and I, we spent a lot of time off the mat together. And a big part of that is like, like methodologies, like what John Jacques was talking about you know, keeping in tune to the pulse of the floor. How many times have we shown a technique? And then the next day, Jean-Jacques comes in. He's like, okay, guys, today we're going to do this. And it's the same, same technique. technique. We it's, just did that yesterday. You know, Come on, Jean-Jacques. And then we just tell everybody, okay, forget about how we showed it. Now you're going to learn <laughs> the right way. But I mean, you know, it's that idea that um, it's not just the movement, but there's the whole psychology behind the movement. When you're training with somebody, you're trying to pull their technique out of them. You're trying to get empower them, so how you got to make make them understand that there's no fear involved in this. I want I want to feel your your technique. I want to feel your energy. Come after me, and it, the better you get, the more I'm going to pull back. But you're always going to have room to grow, you know. And that's that's something that that's really the big study. I think with us more than like a more efficient way to do an arm bar or a new choke. It's like better connection with the students. How do we get them to see the progress and, and grow much faster than just trying to survive. It's interesting. Sometimes when we teach techniques that we'll teach them and, and the student will be, won't be ready for it. And two months later, we'll teach the same thing and it clicks. And now they have it. He, I see that with the kids a lot. On, on his, their subconscious, they yeah. already have the technique. And when you show again, they're like, oh, I know that one. Mm -hmm. And going back to the point that Jay just made is, I think the beauty in jiu-jitsu is this. Imagine each one of us from a different country showing the same technique. The language we're gonna use, the, the cultural background that we have, and in that case is the personal choices. I mean, we all been raised in a different houses. 
I think is on the end is the objective is the same, but the route that each one of us choose, it might fit for a portion of the class who got better when you showed, like, oh, I understand Jay's language. And the portion of the class goes like, oh, I understand Mark's language. And then the portion, oh, I understand John Jack's language. Is the whole idea is the purpose, the end is the same. And the beauty in jiu-jitsu is that, is how we get there mm-hmm. is very, you can diversify that. Very much. And that's that's why Mark was teaching a technique yesterday. He was like, man, and everybody the class was doing, and I, and I showed the same thing again, exactly the same, but maybe the words that I use, oh, I, I, I pay attention on this detail. But it's that's the beauty, because we all can teach the same technique, and we, in a way, in a lot of them, we take uh, different routes but we're gonna get to the same final destination. And I think having you guys, every single class and the group class, and I observe a lot you guys teaching, and you guys, I know you guys watch when I'm teaching, and make, I think our students gain so much with that. But but it, it, it um, what Mark was saying earlier about being the guy, the quiet guy sitting off to the side, uh, I don't even know, now that I look back, I feel like some of the best lessons I've gotten in here is when I was sitting back by myself just watching you teach. Not so much the material itself, but watching the, um, the interaction with you and the student and how the student responds to what you're doing. That to me is, that is the essence of teaching. You get that down, you can teach anything to I, anyone. I would say something, I think it's in my whole life on the mat, the times that I learned the most was when I was sitting on the, watching the training. It's like I'm watching a DVD live or a video that is live, no rewind, no forward, just there. Because a lot of times that people don't realize and you are on the mat during the class. And I'll give an example, like let's see you, Jay's training with Mark and Mark has a very good close guard. And I have a challenge time to go and pass his guard and suddenly watch Jay passing Mark's guard and was a lot smoother than the way I did. And I go and keep watching, like, how does he do it? And I'm watching you do it. Then I go like, man, I wanna try to do the same. And that's the process. A lot of times you guys should be, okay, uh, these two guys, when they train, he has a, a better t- training than I do. What, what is the difference? What am I not doing or what is he doing? Yeah. And this is important, that observation of seeing the aspect of improving a training, and evidently the same thing with the teaching method, that the approach and the use, the kindness. I think you guys are pretty good instructors, I have to say, man. Well, thank you, but yeah, thank we're, you. Our, we're just a product of you. Our yes. school has such a, an amazing quality because, um, and we see a lot of the guys that come and do two or three rows and they love it to keep watching the training when you guys are on the field and teaching it's it's an amazing man i'm very i'm very lucky i have to say that but mark which is your favorite training partner in jiu-jitsu here wow favorite training partner see if you leave any name out a lot of guys out there would be complaining (laughs) man. (laughs) no i know i know who they are because i said they but i'll let mark answer i don't know i to be honest i I like everyone as training partner. See how he cover all his base? Because <laughs> I learned from everyone. And, and really yesterday when I was teaching and, and you, you mentioned to the class that 
that technique you learned when you were doing a seminar from a blue belt. Yeah. And that you still learn from, from blue belts and white belts. And, and that's why I like training with everyone. I learned something new all the time. Uh, I was teaching him that somewhere and this kid come out. Hey, professor, I did this technique here. What do you think? Okay, do it again. <laughs> do it again. And I never said, I never would, that was me that come up with that. I, I just want to make sure it worked. And I was letting people get in that triangle situation and, and work my way out. It's like, man, that's really, and definitely life itself is everyday learning process and jujitsu is no different than that. And I have to say that uh, the teaching method improving every single time and watching you guys made me, makes me a better instructor too. But um, how's jujitsu being? Being to you, Mark, your whole life. What is what is the difference, Mark, before and after jujitsu, that yeah. that you noticed the most on you? I I noticed uh, my temper, my temper, and is is definitely changed. I'm, I'm more patient and calm, and uh, I think I think twice before I do things, as before I would react right away and and. Jiu-Jitsu's taught me to be calm and, and to move with it, flow with it. It's a technique, man. And See? not to fight fight it so hard. So that's that's what jujitsu's taught me. And it's been very good to me. I mean, I'm, I I'm know. super blessed. You, you're being very good to jujitsu too, man. Yeah. How did it feel? Um, I mean, I, obviously we got it together, but just to share a little bit, how did it feel earlier this year having Jean-Jacques give you the, the fourth stripe, fourth degree? To be honest with you, I mean, I've been, every day I've been wanting to post it. I still haven't posted it, how oh, excited man. I was about it because oh, I'm still, you know, in awe. It's hard for me to even look down at it. But, uh, you know, it's. It, I, I mean, in a different time, I don't know if it was the time or back in Brazil, we never had that the, the stripes or, or the belt and all of this kind of focus into we just train because we want to train mm-hmm. but it, seeing the evolution of the art itself and i noticed that not taking away i think uh, when you receive a belt is something that only when you get the belt it's kind of a, a mixed emotions mm-hmm. flashback so many things in a very fast pace, go back to our mind, the beginning, the years, and the struggles, and, and the victories, and the defeats, and the whole process for you to get to that point. I know it's an amazing feeling. Today, I understand that. I never had that on my process again about, oh, Jack, that's your purple belt. Oh, thank you. It did not automatically made any impact. Like, we just feel great, but. And today, I think it gets more, I think the baggage that you carry yeah, makes yeah. you see things, especially when you become an instructor, that change a lot. When you get the blue belt, it's amazing, purple, brown, but when you get to black belt, it's something that it takes years for you to get there. And I noticed that when I give the belt, to me, is a message that I see how much better that guy can get. You get the fourth. And not even sure when is the fifth will come or, or but i know how much better it can get it's like kind of i made a step to another level because to me is the, the the stripe i i don't like to measure that by how long is it gonna take i know 
Because I, I, you can be stagnant for years. and I just want to measure that how well you can do and how much better you're doing because this is evidently people, oh, you got to be on this much time and three years from now you're going to get it. But maybe three years from now you're worse than before. Yeah. And it just sees how well you're doing. You know, it's it's incredible how how much impact you have on that fourth that now makes you, man, that guy's like in three months when he got his stripe, He's another person in a very good way. But it's more the, the measurement that I have as an instructor to see how much better that guy can get. But uh, yeah, today's uh, everything, especially on the high level, is flexed back, it gets emotional. We go, oh man, I remember I had that hard time and Jiu-Jitsu just kind of gave me my, my, my support and my student, my friends, and it, it's an amazing journey, definitely. Uh, this is the most common question I have, everyone that comes here, but I want to hear that from you. Who is Mark Armstrong? Who is that person? Man, that's a good question. <laughs> and, and it's changing all the time. It's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I'm willing to work hard. I don't want anything given to me. I'm, I'm very loyal and commit it to what I do. And uh, I also have a very addictive personality. As you can see, I, I'm always here, and, and this, is, this is my addiction. And, uh, you know, and, and one thing is, you know, I'm not, I'm not really afraid of, of dying, but I'm afraid of not living. And that's, that's my goal is to live and, and enjoy each day without worry and fear and and, and those are goals that I have. And you know what it's amazing for for us as your friend from outside is to see, and we see in each other all of this. I mean, we are, we're humans, we, we make good things and we make mistakes and all of this. But to me, it's to see the evolution of, in that particular time, you and this whole process from the beginning to now. Um, and I believe that Jiu-Jitsu never make us like superheroes. No, we're all humans. But jiu-jitsu make us normal. I mean, that's how normal people should be, not be afraid of do things, to live a life, to be happy. And I think jiu-jitsu definitely give us a good balance in life. And uh, for me, it's amazing to see in a lot of you guys and how well balanced you are from the day that I met you and today. Not because of what I'm, I'm saying that, it's because of how your life turned out to be for you. And know how things are a lot smoother. And that's the amazing thing in the art that we do, man. It's a, it's a good, good for me. It's a priceless things that I, as, a, as an instructor, be able to see live all these students that I have kind of uh, balance themselves and continually improving every day, day in, day out, in a good way, the challenges, the struggle. And for me, one of the huge things, and it's Mark on me, was the fact that you have such, and millions of, billions of people have that issue, to talk in front of people. Here we go, every single class, you're staying over there, 50, 60 people looking at you, and you're like, all right, uh, Mike, come over here, let me show technique, and, and here we go, and people come up to you and ask questions, and you just, and I think it's, uh, it's incredible, man. It's good to have you here on board for sure. And uh, 
so many thanks for you to be around all these years and another <laughs> hundred plus years to be around. <laughs> Mark Armstrong, the shark man in our school. And uh, if you guys wanna meet him in person, please come down to our HQ. He teaches several classes here, um, almost every class. He's, he's, almost, he's, he's lit here literally every day. Yeah, <laughs> that mean, I, I, it's very rare when I walk in the mat he's not there, but it's amazing, man. Paul, thank, thank you, you and, man. Uh, Thanks. Thank to you. be that, uh, let me witness that amazing transformation that Jiu Jitsu can do to all of us. Yeah. It's great. You made it, sir. How are you feeling now? <laughs> I feel you made good. it, Mark. I feel awesome. See, we should start over again, man. Look at this. Part two. Oh, yeah, man. just to sit here and do this is is big for me. Man, it look, um, I believe everyone has a great story to tell. And uh, that's why I love to have all of you guys and a lot of other people here because um, you guys are part of my story. And I want to people, I want to share that with people. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mark J. Once again, thank you. Thank you. Mike Z. Balos. Thank you, sir. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon for another No Gear Required podcast. This episode of No Gear Required was produced by JJ Grappling Incorporated, engineered by Mike Zabalos, and sponsored by The Art of Marcel Santos Fine Art Gallery, JJM 3.0 Advanced Online Training, Lutegear. Authority Auto and Body LX360.